Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 101 of the Big Planet Comics Podcast. Wow. We did it. We're in the triple digits. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Are we resetting? Uh, what do you mean? Episode one. Let's do it over again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Reboot. Two. Reboot. Speaking of no, 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 no. <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, uh, we wanted to start out by saying thanks to everybody for coming out to our 100th episode. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, that was definitely really fun. It was awesome to yeah. see everybody. Yeah. So that was cool. I'd like and to say sorry to Aaron. Because he he didn't know it was happening. <laughs> oh, oh, and he wanted to come. Oops, sorry, Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. Um, didn't we mention that in our previous podcast? No, we mentioned that we Sam did. Marks was was not coming. Yeah. <laughs> did he did he come by the store? Nah, he was too busy. I think. Oh man, I know. No, he was protesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're in the next one hundred. So this is pretty exciting. Yeah. Right? Pretty exciting. Sure. Countdown to cancellation. I have a terrible headache, but I'm pretending like I don't. Do I seem happy? <laughs> you do. Yeah, All you right. seem You great. look happy, too. Oh, great. My name's Kevin. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Jared. Uh, yeah, and uh, so we're going to do uh, kind of a double episode this time since it's coming up on Christmas. So yeah. uh, we're recording this a little early, but you're going to get it a little late. So that's exciting, too. <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what have you guys been up to? You guys getting ready for Christmas and stuff? I know Jared's been up to something. I've been up to something, which is <laughs> not getting ready for Christmas. I've done no present buying whatsoever. So oh boy. I'm starting to panic. <laughs> Panic sets in. Yeah. But I saw some concerts and some movies finally. Which ones? Uh Smog. Yes, I saw Smaug. Desolation and, uh, of Smog. Catching Fire. Oh yeah. Those are good. Those they were great. Good. Well. Did you see Smog? No. Smog was okay. I'm just assuming it was good. <laughs> Smog was great. Parts of it were great. Desolation of Smog. Smog. Uh, I did not like the first one, so yeah. this one is better. You don't like the old ones, but either. still not great. The old ones are okay. Whatever. Really? <laughs> okay. I don't like. They had orcs in them. I don't like elves. Because <laughs> yeah, this one like has it. a lot of elves. I don't like elves that are on quests. <laughs> I don't like elves doing anything. This one's got a lot of elves on quests. I like some elves making out some with the sexy eyes at the dwarves. Very controversial. The only elvish I like is Elvish Presley. <laughs> <laughs> or elvish favorites. Costello. Yeah. Um, yeah. Costello is good too. Uh, yeah. So. That's cool, though. Those sound like good things. Wait, what band did you see? Um, I saw, well, a uh, fan of the show and hometown sounds guy, uh, Pivo, uh, had his birthday last week, so he did a DJ set at... That's Pivo Bryson? Yep. Pivo Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Tropicalia down the street, and uh, had a bunch of local DC bands, including uh, The Jet Age, which has Big Planet guy and co-owner Greg Bennett in it. Big Planet party all around, you guys. Yep. Yeah, if you want to hear more more paul vodra just listen to our last podcast because he was on it he was <laughs> on it asking questions yep he was there and uh, uh, i saw margo mcdonald she had her album release party last night is that the wife from boardwalk empire i hope so <laughs> <laughs> thought she was in fargo oh maybe uh how was that who is that uh she's a local arlene arlingtonian in virginia northern virginia sure uh she's <laughs> very talented she does uses a loop pedal to like make her own songs by recording her own voice and sounds and stuff it's pretty awesome that's cool I like it. She's very talented. She's also <laughs> very young, so intimidatingly talented. Nice. Like Lordy. Like Lordy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, she's been, Wait, like, is her name Lordy or Lord? I think Lord. it's Lord. Oh, Lordy. Mm. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> yeah. Her real name, have you seen Lord's real name? It's a really complicated, hyphenated name. Is it? Hard to say. Master. <laughs> Master. <laughs> Master Blaster. <laughs> Lordy Royals. Uh, cool. King. That sounds good. Yep. Yeah. I'm a mess right now, you guys. This is not working out very Let's well. Let's do it. <laughs> wait, wait. I want to find out what Kevin's up to. Uh, oh, Kevin? my God. I just, I don't do anything. You haven't, like, appeared in, in a famous way recently? Oh, I was. Yeah, I did get thanked in the new uh, issue of Bravest Warriors by my buddy Coleman, if that's what, what? you guys are talking about. Yeah, pretty good. 
yeah. Uh, check out the new issue of Bravest Warriors. We're sold out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Has it? Uh, well, we have one here. Is it based on your exploits? Is that why you thank no. you? Would <laughs> just oh. thank them in general. Just the, yeah, yeah. Just, just a general uh, thank you. Dedicated. I thought you were a Bravest Warrior. No, he's just fine. giving me a shout out. <laughs> give me a shout out. Just give me a little shout out. So I've I just been working on uh, um, scripting. Yep, I've been working on Zodiac Star Force all the time. And, uh, oh, uh, you know what happened? I got the Uh-oh. new Beyonce album, you guys. <laughs> that happened. Finally. 15, 15 tracks, 17 videos. It's So great. what are the extra two videos? Yeah. So there's a song called Ghost. Oh, I thought it was like her thanking the fans for yeah. listening. And there's a song called Yonce. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and for some reason, those aren't on the album, but there are hmm. videos for them. Oh, that's cool. All the videos are great. All the songs are great. <laughs> the new Beyonce album is great. Is like are the videos like a variety? Like are they all very different from each other? Yeah, they're yeah. They're, oh, some cool. some were by different directors. Wow. They kind of follow Beyonce's entire career. Is it as good as the Solange album? It's better. Wow. Ooh. I'm serious. <laughs> I don't know if there's a song as good as Losing You, this the Solange yeah, song, but that uh great. Um, but maybe there is. Uh, you know what? At the end of this podcast, I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to play EXO. I'm going to fade fade us out on some Yancey. You're going to get shot by... Um, I don't know. What if we just stopped right now and we just played that song? (laughs) Just played the whole album? Just played the whole album. (laughs) Just play play the music videos? (laughs) Yeah. You, um, if you look really closely, yeah, we'll put in like, um, you know, like the data for the music videos and people can put their phone on the thing and it'll send the information (laughs) to their computer. Um, yeah, so I did that. I watched that whole thing all the way through. Nice. Wow. The night it came out. That's awesome. And then I watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, new, you know, uh, go ahead. I was just curious if you saw Frozen again. I um, No, I oh. I was listening to Frozen in the car on the way over <laughs> here, the soundtrack. Because I just realized that you bought the art of Frozen recently, didn't you? I did do so that as well. I did, I did finally <laughs> watch it. After, oh, after the last oh, podcast. Well, tell us what you thought. It was great. It was great. Oh, man. I it was it. really good. Did you great musical numbers? Did you cry? Uh, Alina did. Yeah. Did, not, did you know. have icicles under your eyelids? Yeah. No, my heart's frozen, so I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't cry. Nothing is more like, nothing defines my life more than like crying under a pair of 3D glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that reminds, like, yeah. Is that why you didn't I, like the first Hobbit? Uh, cried too much. I, I saw the first Hobbit at home, which is probably oh, not the best way to man, see it. No. But uh, that happened when I saw Toy Story three. Yeah, me yeah. too. I think we were there together. Yeah, we were holding each we other. Were <laughs> we were like, they're gonna die. There's a part of the end of Toy Story three where if I describe it to somebody, it's I'll so, just start crying. Yeah, <laughs> is, is it like kind of the epilogue bit? Yeah, oh, it's the worst. where they're talking yeah. about yes. like Andy's toys and yes. you know, how so they love him. Shut up, <laughs> you guys, be quiet. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's about it. What uh, what else did I do? I had my uh, my Christmas horror movie party, so that was fun. Yeah, we watched Ginger Dead Man. No oh boy, what's that? It's it's, uh, <laughs> it's a movie where Gary Busey uh, kills sold. somebody, sold. and then his mother is a witch. And so he take, she takes his ashes and labels them as gingerbread seasoning and sends them to a bakery. He gets put into the gingerbread stuff. He gets turned into a killer gingerbread man. Oh, my goodness. It's great. Wait, when was this made? Is this recent? 2005. Oh, even better. <laughs> There's so also they ginger- have the effects to pull off this mag- magical... It's not CGI. <laughs> it's all practical effects. Um, yep. Yeah. All Gary PC doing, like, method acting. Like, it's really something special. <laughs> there, there are a bunch of one-liners in it, but they're not, like... Um, they're not like good. They're not noteworthy. <laughs> like he like hits somebody who's like that'll leave a mark. I'm like say something about bread. He's like I just hit him in the head <laughs> with bread. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be good if he was like uh, oh you're I hit you in the bread. <laughs> hit you in the bread. <laughs> that would be better than what it was. Uh, right in the bread bowl. <laughs> right in the bread bowl. It does. It takes place at a Panera. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that was good. And then we watched a uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode about Santa Claus. And, oh, boy. Um, yeah. And an old Tales from the Crypt. Nice. That was the first fun. Tales from the Crypt? The first Tales from the Crypt. That's great. Um, I know Nick was sad that he didn't make it out. I made a slideshow oh, oh, with man. pictures from all the all the movies we had watched in the past. Oh, man. Oh, wow. It was a real tearjerker. <laughs> I'm crying right now. What about you, Nick? Did we already talk about what you did? Nope. You uh, did see Frozen. I did see Frozen. I did That's see, all we uh, need to know. Desolation of Smile. Let's talk about Frozen a little bit more. <laughs> what, what about Who's your favorite character? Uh, Is this going to spoil uh, things ooh, for me? boy. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, the one that ruined. dies at the end. Is your favorite character Anna? No. Is it Elsa? No. Is it Kristoff? <laughs> is it Hans? No. Is it Sven? Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. Sven is the reindeer, right? Yeah, Sven's oh, the man, reindeer. Oh, man, he's going deep. I was like, yes, Sven is the reindeer. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> I'm crumpling up this piece of yeah. paper and throwing it on the ground and walking out. Nick's not ready to You didn't get to Olaf? <laughs> oh, I guess I didn't get to Olaf. <laughs> is that your least favorite? Um, He is a little bit of the Jar Jar Binks of that movie. <laughs> oh, boy. But not as bad as Jar Jar Binks. He's, he's definitely right. not there for any reason. Well, he's not exactly... I mean, if we want to really get into it. <laughs> he's not exactly, like, part of the plot. Well, yeah, but, you know, he's the snowman that Elsa and Anna built well, when yeah. they were a little kid, and yeah. it represents their relationship. I guess, but he's not, he doesn't really serve a purpose <laughs> other than just to be there. Yeah, he does sing a funny song. I don't even want to see this movie anymore. We're going to play I've, it. I've, this song is great. We're going to play it. <laughs> we're going to play every song from Frozen in between every section, and then we're going to play every song from the Beyonce album at the end. Perfect. Oh, it's going to be good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, that's about it. All right. Let's we'll talk about some comic books. Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just let's do. That's some. all I did. I didn't do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's do some news. <laughs> this is it. Charlotte LeBuff. <laughs> and buffoon. Uh, yeah. So Shia LeBuff got in trouble. Is it LeBuff or LeBouf? Who cares? LeBeef. LeBouf. He recently got in trouble because he made a short film that stole oh, good for him. stole every single line from a Daniel Klaus comic. Yeah, Wait, so, his, so his short film was called HowardCantor.com. And uh, yeah, yeah. And he stole, yeah, every word from a four-page comic created by Klaus in 2006 called Justin M. Damiano uh, <laughs> is in it. Like, so why is his film not called Justin M. Damiano? Because he never... Yeah, that's <laughs> How did question. he manage to come up with a new name? <laughs> I guess he changed the dude's name. Oh, that's it. Oh, inventive. No one will ever notice. It's crazy. He's like, like, it's like if so, he's like, I made this short film. It's called The Little Guy. It's about this guy who gets this ring. <laughs> yeah, you have to admit, Like, though, he didn't try very hard. <laughs> I, I can see that Shia LaBeouf is like, my Transformers fans... Daniel Klaus fans, no crossover. No one will ever notice. It's such a brazen thing to do. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's insane. And then his apology. Oh, he apologized. Was plagiarized. <laughs> what? That was the yeah. funniest, right? <laughs> it was his stole- apology was also plagiarized. It was stolen from an apology that somebody else had written about plagiarizing things, <laughs> wow. which is like the most meta. It's like the most meta awesome. thing I've seen since like those guys were covering up that Banksy picture and charging money for people to see it. Yeah. I wonder if it's, if he's, is he trolling people? Yeah. People, uh, people think this is like some Andy Kaufman like level, like, yeah. no, cause then he posted on Twitter yesterday. He was like, I effed up. <laughs> yeah. But he said that in his apology too. So it's all just going deeper down the rabbit hole. Yeah, his apology was weird. He was like, Hey, I apologize for not like citing this as the right. inspiration for my movie. It's like, no dude, you, it's like every word is exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> well, it inspired him to steal it and make a movie. Shia LaBeouf, like, I mean, he made those comments. Comics too, oh, yes. which I guess some of that was plagiarized from Charles Bukowski. What? Came out, and then I, I guess he apologized that. to somebody else about something Baldwin. else, and that was plagiarized. He apologized to a Baldwin. 
yeah. when he's working on the movie. And or that something. was plagiarized from like a Snoop Dogg song or something. <laughs> Snoop Lion. <laughs> Snoop he apologized to himself for plagiarizing <laughs> his performance in Transformers <laughs> Two and Transformers Three. I mean, uh, you got to admit, Shia LaBeouf is great in in Transformers Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uh, as Mutt. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Um, yeah, but the whole thing is insane, and it's, it's amazing. It's really funny. Shia LaBeouf is a butthole. Um, he's great in holes. Uh, he is good in holes. I like putting him in holes <laughs> in the ground. Uh, and on the plus side, uh, someone made a movie out of Daniel Klaus comic. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Let's look at the right side here. The Daniel up. Klaus should be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw people posting that. They're like, Daniel Klaus should be happy. He's getting so much uh, exposure. Well, that's true. No one's ever heard of him before or wanted to adapt any of his works right. into movies. And it's not like he's getting exposure because of this Shia LaBeouf movie that got made. And people were like, right. were like, oh, this movie. The only reason people are talking about this movie is because it was plagiarized. Like, this thing has been out. You know, it, it, oh, really? it was at Cannes last year. How did I miss this? Um, well, it wasn't in any movie. We didn't go theater. to Cannes. Yeah. yeah. And it's only like, it's like, <laughs> they didn't invite us to Cannes. Isn't it like 10 minutes long or something too? Yeah, probably. Um, it's, it is a four page comic. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's crazy stuff. That'd be amazing if like he t- turned it into like an hour long movie. That I could be like, all right, you did something with this, but nothing. Well, but still. Yeah. yeah. Still, oh, still. It. In other news. Other crazy jo- movie news. Joseph Gordon-Levitt yep. is directing and starring in a Sandman movie. You mean Robin? Yeah, yeah, Robin, Robin, what was his oh, last I name? It. Robin Drake? No, I don't know. Oh, I man. It. That was the worst part of that. Robin, why don't you go by your <clears throat> first name, Nightwing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, his name's Robin Nightwing. <laughs> his middle name is Teen Titans. <laughs> Teen Titans. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Yep. And, the, the and G.I. Creature. Joe, The yep. Rise of Cobra. And G.I. Cobra Jane. Commander. Um, the Rise of Cobra Commander. Hmm? He's the only person in that movie that knows what movie he's in. <laughs> he was he was he wrote and directed and That's starred true. in that amazing movie. Oh, what was it called? I don't Hesher. Watch, I watched it recently. Oh, Hesher was great. Not Hesher. The one where he plays like a dude that's obsessed with internet oh, porn. Don 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 John. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was that good? It was great. Uh, I haven't seen that. It was either. Scarlett Johansson. They're so Jersey in it. It's it's kind of painful to watch. It's great. It's a good though. job. That sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Um. Yeah, I don't know. How do you guys feel about this? So he's directing, and so this is official now, This isn't right? a Spider-Man spinoff, by the way. Oh, okay. This is like <laughs> Neil Gaiman's. No, Spider-Man. well, yeah, because it says starring. I mean, it would be Thomas Hayden Church if it was a Spider-Man <laughs> right, spinoff. Right. Um, it would bring him back. I'm, I'm okay. Like, yeah. I saw somebody post that Benedict Cumberbatch would have been the perfect guy to play nah, Sandman. I don't think he's pretty enough. He's a dragon. Yeah, he's a dragon. <laughs> um, and a detective. So you do think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is pretty enough? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he's got that long hair. And Not anymore. From the sun. Cut it. If he grew it out again. Yeah. Oh, wait. Dream does have long hair, doesn't he? He just got this beautiful hair. Pressure. Beautiful face, eyes. <laughs> are we Are we getting inception right now? Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's that movie with the Beyblade at the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're getting Shia LaBeoufed. Um, yeah, no, I think this is okay. Uh, I... Joseph Gordon-Levitt seems like an all right guy. Yeah. This just since Shia LaBeouf is writing a comic about uh, the dreamland. It's called <laughs> Sleep Man. <laughs> Sleep Man. Uh, my, uh, a friend of, friend of the show? Sure. That's a thing that people say on yeah, podcasts, sure. right? Friend of the show, John McNamee, uh, who's like a comedy writer out in LA, he posted uh, on Twitter today. He said, Shia LaBeouf plagiarized his name from a shampoo bottle. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, nice. And I saw somebody else post that he, uh, when Shia LaBeouf does air quotes, he uses somebody else's fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so that's exciting. In yeah. other news, 
Uh, Stray Bullets is coming back. What, 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 what? Did this just get announced? They Pretty teased recently. it earlier in the week. With There's literally an image ad that just said Stray Bullets, and that's it, with the image logo. And people are like, are you kidding me? And then, and then I saw like official. I saw, like, the early issues, like, one up on Co- Comixology for free this week. Oh, really? So I guess that was part of this, too. Oh. So, yeah, basically they're putting out, um, they're putting out the last issue. And then they're putting out a book that has every issue that's come out so far, including, including that one. Including all in one book? So all in one 41 book. Oh, wow, issues. It'll awesome. be like, what was it, 1,800, 1,200 pages or something cool, crazy? That sounds great. Some crazy huge book. And then, the, he, yeah, and then he's starting a new ongoing Straight Bullets series after that. Oh, that's great. Yep, I mean, which is pretty insane. He's done fun stuff since then. I, I thought Young Liars was great. I think oh, it's yeah. a really un- underrated series. He wrote a really cool thing called uh, Sparta USA, which say, never got collected. Ah, so good. <laughs> um, and then uh, he did Silverfish, which was a really cool graphic novel. And I'm excited about this thing, uh, Juice Squeezers or oh, whatever yeah. that he's about yep. to do. Comes, comes out, out next week, weeks, yeah. right? Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, but uh, but. All that being said, all anybody's ever wanted was more stray bullets. Yeah, for forever. And at least and the end of vaguely the, a collection of it. Yeah. At least the end of the last storyline. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because the last storyline was like there's uh, one more issue, and it was like a storyline that had parts and it didn't yeah. finish. Right. Yeah. It wasn't just like standalone. Because he, he used to do each issue was kind of a standalone story that slowly built a big web of story. But yep. So very awesome. But yeah, yeah. If, if nobody knows what this is, like uh, after he left Valiant, where he was the artist on like I don't even know. Blood uh, Rain or something. Archer and Armstrong? Something. Like way back in the 90s. I think it was Archer and Armstrong with Jim Shooter. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, it was Harbinger. Harbinger, yeah. So he left that, and the first thing he did was he self-published this and did 40 issues, and it's amazing. It's this, uh, what do you call it, like true crime? Yeah, not true crime, series. but kind of slice of life thing. Slice of life with a lot of like twisted stories and like criminals and just people's yeah. lives. I mean, very analogous and, to yeah. something like uh, like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but with the less of the sort of homage of that. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's great, and he it's got really, a lot of really good. yeah, it's, it's it's good stuff. Hope the Amy race car issues are published in this book too, because those are really cool yeah. too, and kind of integral to the story. Yep. So that's the most exciting news. Next up, Animal Man and Batman Dark Knight are both ending. Guess which part of that is sad? Dark Knight. <laughs> no, you guessed wrong. I miss Batman. You chose. They're not going to use Batman anymore. They're only going to have thirteen ongoing no. Batman series now. <laughs> well, the cool thing about Animal Man is, uh, in, J- Jeff Lemire <laughs> said he was ending it because he's going to be writing Justice League Canada, which is going to feature Animal Man, and he was like, I don't want to write him like in two different books. He's like, I, I want to focus. What on a this. clever idea. Um, but I didn't realize is is Animal Man Canadian? Oh wow, he might be. Man, I guess he could be. Yeah. yeah. His name is Buddy. Buddy <laughs> Buddy Maple Barker. <laughs> Buddy Maple, yeah. Um yeah, so I guess I guess I can understand that. Although sometimes that's like a good thing, right? Like yeah. uh you know those characters. I mean that's what Bendis did for forever. Right. right. But uh yeah, it it kinda stinks that Animal Man is ending. I'm not reading it right now, so I can't really say too much about it's it. Good. Uh well actually I read the last couple issues and they were good. But nobody cares about Dark Knight. Yeah, no. It's like the least interesting Batman book. Yeah, I and, thought it was uh, thirty-two, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say it's got some competition for that title, <laughs> but it, but it wins. Um, yeah. yeah so who so. cares? And they're starting up a bunch of new titles. I think I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so another news. Oh wait, that means that the new fifty-two is down to after that it'll be down to twenty-nine of the original. The boy. Books. I can't remember the number. Yeah, I think yeah. it was thirty-one. Um, next up. Uh, so we talked about it on the 100th episode about the fact that there's going to be some Spider-Man spinoff movies, but they announced two of them already, Venom and Sinister Six. 
Now, they showed a bunch of Sinister Six stuff in the trailer for the new Spider-Man movie, right? Yeah, because they're all, all right. kind of in it. So they're trying and to they showed, all like, yeah, yeah. They showed the arms. The there was, like, a hall of arms. Wings. Yep. Hall <laughs> of wings. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds like the best restaurant ever. I guess the, to the, the hall of wings. The Venom movies we could, we could be pretty cool. I mean, it sounds all right. It'd be like a darker Spider-Man movie, I guess. Sure, like Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah. It, it, hopefully, it's exactly like Spider-Man 3. I hope there's some dance numbers. Um, and a Sinister Six movie... Oh man! Oh, is it? I yeah, I don't definitely. quite understand yeah. what a Sinister Six movie will be about. It'll be about Spider Man fighting the Sinister Six. Yep. <laughs> but, but then what's the point? Like, why wouldn't that just be the Spider Man movie? Oh, because then I, I get yeah. This, so this is a spin off movie called Sinister Six. Yeah, it's just about like them. Well, maybe it's like a Superior Foes of Spider Man kind of thing. That, that would be, really be fantastic. Cool. I mean, why not do something like that at this point? It's yeah. Uh, superheroes are such a part of the zeitgeist right now. It's like people know what supervillains is. I think. Right. I think people have shown they want to see a twist on superheroes by going to see stuff i mean like kick-ass was a pretty big right. hit yeah so maybe maybe people would watch a movie with villains uh, they, maybe I, I would definitely be more excited about yeah. that than anything else i can think of <laughs> that <laughs> right. it would be um yeah it does seem weird though yeah we'll see there's there's more they said they're doing at least six so at least six spinoff movies <laughs> yeah wow so like a black cat movie i guess and these are all in the movie theater yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, in, a, <laughs> in America, within this one, one, one every three months in AMC theaters. <laughs> okay, yeah, they might even be in. Uh, I don't know what's another theater. Lowe's, Regal, Lowe's. Regal yeah. Um, all right, that's that's it. That's <laughs> hey, all. Can you guys name any other theaters before we get going? Yeah, um, <laughs> the new one. Oh man, the new one. Oh man, Landmark. Did we say that one? Right? We didn't say Landmark. I think that's, I think that's Anybody got any more? Let's keep this going. Multiplex Cinemas is that a thing? Sure. Um, it was. Uh, what's at the Draft House? Yeah, Alamo, Alamo Draft House. Uh, what's I went the there recently? It's what's great. the one out in Merrifield? The Alamo Draft House. Oh, uh, the Angelica. Angelica. Yeah, there you go. Man, we're um, um, <laughs> oh, I thought of something. Let's do some questions. <laughs> All right. Up first this week, we have a question from Eli. No last name. Thank you. That's his last name. That's his you last just name. said his last name. Oh, sorry. Eli. Um, it's weird. He's, I've never met somebody with a parenthetical last name before. <laughs> uh, question number one from Eli. Can Hawkeye be considered one of the best superhero comic runs in the past 25 years? All right. What's that go back to? Um, Ooh. What What does 25 years go back to? 1998. 98? <laughs> that's not, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> 1988 uh well hold on it certainly feels like one of the most cohesive in terms of writing art coloring and overall mood well that means what we're about to talk about is what are some of the best superhero comic runs from the past 25 years oh boy <clears throat> yeah that's a lot secret wars 2 nope that's not true <laughs> secret um, wars 1 well let's go back let's go back uncanny x-force was a really good run the remedy yep. run was, oh, really was great X-Force. That was a great run um had a lot of great art and a a, a really good story that was sort of one complete story from beginning to end, so that was nice. Uh, when was the original Morrison Animal Man? Was that early nineties, late eighties? Yeah, late eighties, I, I think. So yeah. that one Great. might have just 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 got in. Yeah, Ecstatics. Yeah, oh, Ecstatics is a really fantastic run. Um, also, uh, I think uh, Bendis is Daredevil. Yeah, and oh, Brubaker's yeah. Captain America. Yeah, Brubaker's Captain America is really good. Also, um, what what I keep. Remembering it, and then I keep forgetting it. Invincible. Oh, uh, Joss, Invincible. Joss Whedon's run on Astonishing X Men is really oh, fantastic. That was really good. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Invincible. Man, Invincible's Invincible. Really, Invincible. Really good. <laughs> I think Invincible might be the top there. Yeah, yeah. especially is it nonstop? Or because it's it's up to a hundred and you know whatever eight issues, and it's all been the same creative team. Yeah, or and it's mostly. still great. Ultimate Spider Man. 
Yeah, I don't. Spider-Man? Yeah, to, to me, Ultimate Spider-Man is it isn't as good, but it's still, no, but really, it's still really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it might be a little too early for Hawkeye to tell. It yeah. is. A, it is a really solid series. I, I think. Um, I think it's so different. Is, yeah, is something that makes it really interesting. Yeah. But I also think something like Ecstatics was, was way different at the way time. Way different. Yeah. God, seeing the hate mail in the back of those X Force issues oh, when it was called X Force. Yeah, when they switched. So good. Oh, um, yeah, to me, Ecstatics is probably the the best superhero run in the past twenty five years. That Franken really Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Ecstatics really challenged superhero comics. Yeah, because this is almost not a superhero. It was comic. coming out of like that really flat period yeah. after like the late nineties, like when oh, nobody man. knew well, what was going on. Well, they're terrible. I mean, yeah. the last twenty five years, we also had Bendis's New Avengers. Yeah, yeah, there's that a was lot pretty of huge. Stuff. And there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but Hawkeye's. I mean, so the answer is not even close. No, I don't know if that's true, but it is. I think it's it's one of them. Yeah, well, you said I can think... it be considered one of the best? Yes. Oh yeah, sure, but. Yeah, so the answer is yes. Yeah, we're going to cut all that out. The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, moving on to question two. Thanksgiving is over. I think this question might be from a few weeks ago. But it's never too late to be thankful. What comics-related happenings are you most thankful for this year? I'm thankful that uh, Batman Dark Knight is ended. <laughs> Me too. Um, I don't know. What am I thankful for? I'm thankful for Superior Spider-Man because it's so good. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful for all the people that hate Superior Spider-Man because it just makes it even better. Uh, what else? What else do you guys got? The, um, the image explosion. Yeah, of I think that's great. A, new things. Yeah, particularly like this year, East to West. Uh, yep. Nowhere Men. Yeah, Nowhere Men. Lazarus. Um, yeah, those are all from this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pretty deadly. There's a million. Yeah. So that all this image stuff coming out. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things. Oh, a million graphic novels. We're still working on our best of the year list, and it's ridiculous this year. There's so yeah. Many good I mean, basically, choices. yeah. If you want to know the answer to this question, listen yep. to our whatever five hour long podcast <laughs> that we're going to do. <laughs> that sounds funny, but that's I think what uh, it was last year. <laughs> so we split um, it into two, and it's still about that long. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So listen to that, and you will find out all of our stuff we're thankful for. Uh, and then question number three from Eli: What's your favorite show on TV right now? I would oh, have man. said Sons of Anarchy because I'm actually trying to keep up with it, and the last few were kind of a mess. Like, does Doctor Who count? I uh, sure. yeah, sure. It's on TV right now. Yeah. There's a new episode on Christmas. Oh man, I need to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard something crazy happened on Sons of Anarchy. I'm not going to say what it is. Yes, but, uh, many crazy things happened. It seems like one really big crazy thing. Yeah, happened. it did. <laughs> um, I what is my favorite show on TV? Parks and Recreation. Yeah, I really like that. But you know what? The show I get most excited for right now is the TMNT cartoon on Nickelodeon. Oh really? <laughs> I'm like really into it. Yeah, really? I, I get really excited whenever. Do they a new like episode. really start at the beginning recreating the whole mythos, or is it just new adventures? Or? Yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff that's different. Yeah, I mean, it kind of. I guess it kind of starts over it doesn't start with the first origin. season kind yeah. of mirrors the early comics yeah oh, wow but then um recently it's just it's had like a nice big ongoing story mixed with like episodic stuff which is usually something i tend to like i also still really love parks and recreation um i love watching american horror story yeah. coven because it's so stupid and so fun <laughs> to watch yeah and uh yeah of course i love doctor who but all that being said probably boardwalk empire yeah i still need to watch more yeah it's a good show yeah and WWE Total Divas on the E Network. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so those. Those are good. Did you say one, Jared? You said one that you didn't like. That's about all I watch. No. Live, anyway. The band. Well, yeah, I watch it live. Yep. Mental Throwing copper. Uh, <laughs> got two hours. Cool. And then uh, Sam Marks asked this question, uh, I think coming off of a Twitter conversation we were having What book would you most like to see have a scratch and sniff feature? I believe we were talking about Gio. And, oh, uh, and then man. and then that topic came up. So, uh, uh, what do you guys think? Chew, I, chew. Does it smell like chicken? 
<laughs> Let's smell like all the different things he's eating. No, I actually thought about oh, so gross. <laughs> some of the, some of them are really gross. I think the one that would would help you enjoy the comic the most would be Zap Comics. Zap would just smell like weed. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Zap Comics. Um, I I don't know. Uh, Henry and Glenn forever. Would I most like to see have a scratch and sniff feature? Uh, Mine is Gio because because uh, oh, I would love so to disgusting. see somebody have to deal with that. Yeah. Or how about uh, Relish? Lucy? Oh, it just smelled like Kisney's Relish. Walking Dead. <laughs> Walking Dead. Um, what about that? that? What about that Honest Tea graphic novel that's coming out? <laughs> there you go. Oh, is that a thing? It yeah, that's out. a thing. Oh, did it come out? Did we yeah. not get it? That's Rush Limbaugh's Those thing. Dudes right? are from around here. Yeah, uh, so isn't that Rush Limbaugh's company? No, no it's like a real tea company. They You're make thinking drinks. of he, fat. Oh no, his is his, 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 his is two if by tea. Two if, if by tea. <laughs> what? That is. His. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't know where I heard it, but he has he has a tea, he has a tea a tea that he promotes. We can't make this stuff up. Follow, follow up question from Sam Marks: um, If you could have a tea company, what would you call it? Uh, oh boy, TNT <laughs> Dynamite. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good one. It'd be like a Kenny Powers like potato stand. <laughs> um, I would start one called "You Can't Tea Me," and I would have John Cena on all the bottles. <laughs> Nice, Jerry. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Communist Party. I don't know. There you go. Chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, that's it for questions. If you guys have questions, you can send those questions to um, to us. where podcast at bigplanetcomics dot com, <laughs> yep. or you can ask us on Twitter at bigplanetcomics. Hey, you guys, if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter at Kevin Panetta. <laughs> Do it. Um, and. Uh, yeah, Nick's on Twitter at the real HHOs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kevin's last uh, probably thousand tweets are like watching Frozen. <laughs> Pretty much, I talk about Beyonce. I talked about Be- Frozen. I talked. I tweeted about Beyonce today. You guys nice. and comics. Nice. Somebody came in there like, "Do you have any recommendations?" And I was like, "The new Beyonce album." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, does so it come with a comic too? It comes with a PDF. All right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So get on that. All right, uh, we're gonna do some reviews now. Let's do it. We love comics, they're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right, up first this week we have Asterix and the Picks, which I did not read. So you guys talk about it. Uh, <laughs> so this is the thirty fourth, thirty fifth, thirty fifth, thirty fifth Asterix album, uh, and the first one that was neither written nor drawn by the original creators. Uh, so they have passed on. Uh, well, <laughs> one has passed on, but they have passed on their legacy. So these are like their first approved people to do a new Asterix story. So it's written by Jean-Yves uh, Ferry and drawn by Didier Conrad, who did a series back in the 90s called uh, Les Inamables, which I've heard of, but I haven't read. I don't know if it ever came out in English. And when it came um, out in France, it sold out. Like, yeah. 30 million yeah, copies this album. or some amazing yeah, yeah. amount. <laughs> came out a few months ago, and it just exploded like 2 million in a week or something crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, and Conrad is like really, really good at aping Uderzo's style. Or Gosini. Yeah, I can't remember. It's much better, actually. No, I'm just kidding. Uderzo. I mean, it's um, really good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so this is a, uh, for Asterix, for anyone who doesn't know, is a set uh, like 50 BC, and there's a small village of... Uh, uh, Gauls. Gauls, who live in what is now France, uh, who have resisted the Roman 
empire conquering all of the area by using a magic potion that makes them super strong. Yeah. It's very slapsticky, full of puns, and some of them in Latin. It's kind of written on three levels. And it's just like the the fun, silly adventures. They travel all over the world and the ancient world and go all kinds of places. And so in this one, uh, a frozen picked warrior from scotland washes up on the beach much like captain america uh, <laughs> in a giant block of ice and they defrost him but he is unable to speak because he's frozen and uh so they end up taking him back to scotland and meet the Loch Ness monster <laughs> <laughs> or her great 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 ancestor right um yeah and there's hijinks uh like i said they're very slapsticky very cartoony um but the, i thought it was really fun that was a pretty good match to the old style but not as good yeah, it felt it felt exactly like the the art looked exact almost yeah, art, exactly the amazingly. Same. Um I actually felt the coloring was a little better in this oh, yeah? one than some of the older ones. I don't know. It just looked better. Yeah. So um, the story is fun, but not as great, but still yeah, still worth picking up. If, if you love Asterix, you've got to buy this immediately. Yeah. So um and it's got some great Scottish jokes in it. <laughs> there were some really Oh, oh boy. There's, there's one thing that cracked me up. I can't remember what it was. Though. That was a good part. <laughs> Something at the very end where there was just like one panel where it was like, oh, and this happened. Uh, yeah. And they had some interesting cartooning bits. Like there's that one panel where they're going to an underwater tunnel and they're like, hey, kids, to demonstrate how this works, we're just going to show like little cartoony, like it's like a diagram yeah. of like what just happened of how these people traveled from one spot to another. Yeah. So like I just feel like the European style is much more comfortable breaking out of the storytelling mold to like either – talk to the audience or like try a completely different style to get the story told which i thought was cool but really good it was fun it was a good asterisk book yep cool (laughs) all right up next we have uh dead body road number one this is written by justin jordan who writes uh luther strode and uh he's writing some dc stuff now seven yep uh (laughs) with art by mateo scalera uh, who I don't know, but he, he drew black, uh, science. black science. Oh yeah, I guess he does. Doesn't in he? a slightly different style. Yeah, this the style in this uh, reminds me a little more of um, Treadmore. Yeah, Sean Murphy. Yeah, and Sean Murphy for sure. Uh, yeah, but Dead, Dead Body Road's cool. It's it's uh, I, I it's it's pretty straightforward kind of revenge, hard boiled crime stuff. Yeah. yeah, Nick, do you want to tell people what this is about? <laughs> so there's a bank robbery, um, and it goes bad, and a bunch of cops get killed. And, a bunch um, of everybody gets killed. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of people get killed. And um, one of the cops that killed, it got killed. Her husband is is trying to get find all these people and kill them, basically. Um, and one of the people who's on the crew, like, just freaks out and runs away. So now, like, kind of the crew is looking to track him down as well as the – like, everyone's after this one guy, too. So Right. Um, I, I thought it was all right. Uh, I liked it for the most part. The art's great. Um, the storytelling is a little weird. Um, there's one part where – there's kind of like a, know, like there's like a cliffhanger. No, not a cliffhanger. Like something is about to happen, and it cuts to a different scene that's really kind of long. It takes place over like a long period of time. Somebody gets knocked out, taken back to a place, and gets tortured, and then it cuts back to right where the last part cut out, last scene cut off, which is really weird. It's like it like I was like, how? Where does this like take place? Like as you know, yeah. And it, it just doesn't have a caption weird. of like you know two hours later. The pacing is right. Really weird. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but I think I think overall, it's like as just sort of a, a revenge thing. It's, yeah, it's a, a pretty the, interesting. The dialogue start. was pretty sharp. Like, there's a lot of tough guys in this, but you still get like the feel for them all, and like the, it feels like this is what these people would be saying to each other, or like trying to kill each other. And... Yeah, like like for for how many different sort of gang people right. there are in this, they all have different personalities yep. and yeah. stuff. And uh, the art's really really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. 
Well, that's Dead Body that's Road, dead number body one. Road. Uh, are we talking about Harley Quinn, number one? Sure. Why not? Okay. I didn't read this, but uh, Harley Quinn, number one, written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti with art by Chad Harden. Co-starring Glenn Danzig. Is it? Yeah. Pretty much. All right. Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we talked about the Zero issue, which was kind of a breaking the fourth wall, jokey issue of them trying to find the artist for the ongoing series with Harley Quinn talking to the writers. And they found Chad Harden. Uh, this one is a very big switch of just a straightforward Harley Quinn is on the road. She's loaded up her motorcycle with literally all of her possessions uh, in a very silly way. And, and some kind of talking gopher? I don't understand that part. Yeah. And very quickly she finds a little dachshund that she's going to take with her as well. And, oh, yeah. Somebody's yeah. Uh, about to, like, somebody's dragging their dachshund across the, the street. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Harley Quinn, and, he, and the dachshund's crying. And so Harley Quinn uh, ties the person to the back of her motorcycle and drags him along. Hilarious. Um yeah, I but did, yeah, basically, I uh, this wasn't very good. Harley Quinn ends up <laughs> moving into Coney Island or some other type. Well, she, place she inherits taking uh, over a warehouse. Uh, no, she inherits like an apartment, like a building, basically that has yeah. like a bunch of stores and apartments in it. Um, but the ground floor is a freak show, and most of the people living in the apartments are people from the freak show, including a very short dude who dresses and looks like Glenn Danzig. He looks exactly. He is Glenn Danzig. <laughs> Even though his name is what is his name? Uh, Big Tony. <laughs> Big Tony. Yeah. Uh, um, so was this good? No. It actually. Oh, okay. It wasn't good. Parts are okay. <laughs> um, it's okay. Like I like the idea of it. Like her, her, like having an apartment building and dealing with like paying rent. And yeah, stuff she and has no money, so she's like going in disguise back as her doctor persona because she's actually a real doctor. And so she gets get... a job as like a psychologist and also like a job at a roller derby. Yep, <laughs> because she's so violent that she and does she looks well. like a roller derby person. Yep. Uh, in her new fifty-two uh, costume. Um. I don't know. It's okay. Uh, people are trying to kill Harley Quinn. Um, somebody's put a contract on her at the same time. And then Glenn Danzig shoots somebody in the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the weird the weird thing about this is that, um, I don't know, it doesn't feel like Harley Quinn, like the classic Harley Quinn. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Well, I think that's been the case since the new 52, right? Yeah. She's a little better than this, I guess. pretty but, grounded, I think, is the problem. It's like, yeah, she'll be like, so oh, we got to do this. And then she'll like, yeah whip someone around the neck and drags them behind she, hits, she knocks somebody's head off with a mallet she does do that yeah um it's like super violent that's what i mean like she's a grounded her personality is pretty grounded to be doing that i think yeah. so it just seems weird yeah yeah it's okay yeah cool uh all right up next we have the illegitimates number one this is co-written by taron killam who's a guy on snl uh oh really yeah, I was yeah. about that and uh with mark andraco with art by kevin sharp uh i thought this was a fun first issue it's uh, it's basically about this guy. Is his name John Steele? It's basically James Bond. Yeah, but he's yeah. basically James Bond. And it starts out with uh, sort of showing him throughout the years as he has uh, had sex with a bunch of different women. Yeah. And then uh, as that goes through, then it shows that he dies. And um, he gets killed by like his nemesis. Yeah, who's like the most evil person in the world, basically. Yep. And. The people at the whatever bureau it is, I don't, I don't know what it's called. Spy bureau, MI six, basically, are freaking out, and uh, they decide to bring in all of his illegitimate children. Five to, of them. Yep, all five of them. Or he probably has more. I would assume. Yeah, yeah, but, but five uh, that they've been keeping an eye on. Yeah, who, who've sort of, I guess, inherited traits from him, and together they make up one. They'll make up one team that's going to take out this guy that killed their dad. Because the thing that they realize is kind of smart is, like, the James Bond in all the movies is not just sleeping with, you know, oh, a beautiful girl. It's often, like, the, you know, the KGB counterpart or, like, the head of the CIA or whatever. Right. So, like, 
the mothers in all these situations are often very impressive women as well. So clearly they've been raising these kids to be kind of cool and uh, not just genetically lucky. Yeah. You know? And and um, the execution of this was pretty solid. Uh, the the idea is maybe a little better than the actual comic itself. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I still thought the comic was fun. It's, yeah, it's all right. The art's not very good, though. Um, it, it's yeah, not bad. It's not art, terrible, yeah. but it's like... I would agree with that. It looks like DC's house style. <laughs> yeah. uh, it... What was that series? Was it called Dynamo Five? It kind of yeah. reminded me, made me think yep. of that, which is like about a a superhero who ends up getting all his powers split between his five children. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, like I I like the idea. I lo- I love the idea of James Bond like impregnating a bunch of women who are yeah. all uh, have kids that are like badasses. Yeah, because yeah. like you know he was when, in all these adventures he was always sleeping with like the others like the female spies. Yeah. Right. So they have kind of that pedigree. Um. But when he dies really violently. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's a bit of a. Yeah, um, so um, <laughs> an interesting first issue. I'll definitely check it out yeah. and see where it's going. I'm curious. So, yeah, yeah. the kind of cover is insane. Yeah, it's it's really funny. It's like a James Bond cover with a bunch of women on it, except all the women are pregnant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Up next is Justice League 3000, number one. Oh Jesus. Um. Yeah. This is written by Keith Giffen and J.M. Dematius, um, who are two thirds of the team b- behind Justice League International. And the art in this is by Howard Porter, who I think probably most people would know from drawing the um, Grant Morrison Justice League yeah. stuff. But uh, originally the art in this was supposed to be by Kevin McGuire. Yep. And I assume this initially was going to be a, maybe a little more of a lighthearted series than it is. Yeah, that's why they fired him. They were like, oh, it's too lighthearted. We don't want this to be goofy. We want this to be like 1990s comic. Yeah, and so it's weird because it is still a little goofy. Yeah, you could see like Delmas, w- how it would have yeah. been good. Like fun and goofy, and then like wherever it was getting goofy, they did something like to make it more serious and darker. Yeah. So this takes place in the year three thousand, or yeah. right about then, and it's about like a new iteration of the Wonder Twins who have cloned the original Justice League to make yep. a new team on planet Cadmus. Yeah, on planet Cadmus, which is like a sort of corporate planet of Cadmus science whatever yeah. yeah unfortunately the uh clones of the justice league do not have all their original memories imperfect clones well see dun, the weird dun, thing dun. is they kind of have their memories because they, they, kind, they kind of know each other but they don't have like it's like superman without like having the upbringing that he had yeah and wonder woman not being part of like the human world and i don't know and uh flash looks like wally west but it's not wally west um hmm. it's, it's a barry allen clone i guess because <laughs> he has red hair and let's say he's long i don't know um I, I don't know i had a really there was one part where i had a really hard time telling the difference between bruce wayne and superman yeah and then you realize that superman has a little curly part on his head and that's the only thing that makes him different yeah he has a little s curl which makes him look yeah, sometimes different yes yeah. <laughs> um yeah basically this is not very good yeah Right, it's not. Yeah, it's not a complete <laughs> train wreck, but it's yeah. just you could see how it could have been good and would have been good with Kevin McGuire. Yeah. So the it. big thing is like the Justice League is horribly infighting the whole time, and rather than being played up for laughs or weirdness, it's like they just hate each other and are literally like. It's not like the typical superhero fighting. It's literally like I'm smashing people up against the wall and trying to beat them up. And it's so. not like they all hate each other and they have good personalities. Right. Like that they're make all it jerks. interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're all jerks and and not in interesting ways. They're just all jerks. And and, it, and at this point, I'm tired of seeing um, a different Superman. Like uh, we have Injustice, which is like a evil Superman. We have Earth Two, which has an evil Superman. I'm just like uh, whatever. I don't yeah. care. I do not care. Yeah. And I don't like this world at all. <laughs> there's no. nothing. There's nothing interesting in this world. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of the world of Threshold. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It basically just looks like 
threshold. Yeah, it looks like Brooklyn, but slightly dirtier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's Justice League 3000. Up next, we <laughs> have Marvel Knights Hulk number one. Uh, this is the third book in the new Marvel Knights line following Spider-Man and X-Men. This is written by Joe Keating, who wrote Glory and is currently writing something else. Something. Uh, Marvel Knights Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I thought something else. Uh, and art by... Uh, Piotr Kowalski? Yeah. Peter? Peter? Piotr? But, uh, Peter. yeah, this is about the Hulk uh, in France, Jared. <laughs> yep. Peter uh, Kowalski, by the way, who draws sex. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. And the comic sex. Yeah. Uh, so this one is another uh, hero out of uh, his element, in this case being France, but also that Bruce Banner has lost his memory because he's been shot. So yeah, the first, the first, the first part of it, the, the first thing you see is a two-page spread of Bruce Banner shot in the back, floating down the Seine River. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, and that right there is like some of the coolest drawing I've seen in a while. Like his backgrounds of are amazing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and then it flashes back and he meets up with a beautiful girl who's trying to help him out, and it's pretty cool. Like to uh, you quickly find out that people are after him, and he doesn't not just remember where he is. Like obviously these people are trying to kill him, and something's going on. Uh, but I, I really like to see it from Bruce Banner, like taken out of all the background of him, just like what he would do and how he'd handle all this stuff. So it's a very down power yeah, like series. It's much more like a, a thriller. And then Hulk stuff starts showing up and it becomes a superhero comic. Yeah. It, se- it seemed like, I mean, um, it just seemed very influenced by actual like French stuff, like yeah. French movies from the sixties and stuff right. like that. Yeah. The whole tone of the whole thing. There's a lot of, a lot uh, of dialogue and like s- creepy people. And, yeah. People yeah. in like black suits with fedoras yep. like, yeah. and, uh, and then kind of once, when you find out why the people are after him and sort of what's going on with that, that's pretty interesting too. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I don't want to give that away cause that's a little bit of the end of the book, but, uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't love the art in this, but I don't really? I don't love the art and sex either. Oh, man. Um, there's something I, I think it's even better than his art he does for that. Uh, there's just something about his faces that I I, I don't know some, something I don't like. Yeah. Well, they're definitely weird, but I love it. <coughs> I love the art in this. I love his backgrounds. The they're, backgrounds are insane. Oh, yeah, man. the backgrounds are really good. Yeah, yeah. I, there, there's a really just good like sense of place of in this comic yeah. actually, yeah. and I think it's just like putting Hulk in France and giving the whole book a different tone than what you would yeah. normally see in a Hulk book. I think makes it a uh, makes it pretty successful. Yeah. Yeah, it's very like. Downpowered for it's being like, a Hulk. It's like Hulk. the Born Identity, but yeah. with, with Bruce Banner in it. Yeah, it's he's awesome. actually turned into the Hulk in this issue. I know. Um, obviously, he will. <laughs> All right. Up next, we Absolutely. have. Uh, let's see. Origin two number one. Uh, <laughs> the title. Yeah. So this is. Uh, this is. Everybody remembers the old Wolverine origin story, yep. um, or the series that was hugely popular when it came out yep. in the nineties, two thousands, early two thousands, oh, maybe. But. Uh, yeah. This is the sequel to it. Uh, uh, the first one was by who? Uh, who Joe Casada. Boy, I can't remember. I can't remember either. But anyway, this one's by Kieran Gillen, who is a uh, man about town. Writes a lot of stuff. He write, uh, I think, most notably at the moment, Young Avengers. Yep. Um, and art by Adam Kubert, who was the original artist, I believe, on the old origin series, yeah. and has since drawn quite a few things including some of the Richard Donner Superman run and some other stuff. But in this, we find Wolverine living amongst the wolves. Yeah. The, the original comic was by Paul Jenkins and Andy Kubert, his uh, brother. What? <laughs> what? Funny. Uh, yeah. So um, this, this starts with Wolverine living with a bunch of wolves. <laughs> this and is, then it kind of is about that. So this is <laughs> simply the, the better of the two Kubert brothers. I think I agree with that. Um, and aren't this actually really good? I, the way he draws 
Polar bear. A polar bear is great. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only thing that happens in this book. Wolverine goes around with some wolves. They see a polar bear. Uh, the polar bear. I'm just going to tell everything that happens. The polar bear <laughs> kills his family, and then Wolverine gets mad. And then it's like Marvel presents Origin 2. Yeah. And then Wolverine kills the polar bear. And then and there's a little thing on the for insider on the polar Marvel bear's dorks. Nose. Yep. It says subject three, subject two, Essex. If, oh. And if you're a Marvel guy, you no, know no, that, no, no, no. If you're a deep Marvel guy, you know, know that Nathaniel Essex. Oh my God! See, is Mister Sinister? No. Oh wow! I didn't know <laughs> that. See, that's way deep, Nick. Also, you that. could tell that if you open the cover up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't notice Sinister. that either. Uh, yeah, this was okay. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was really well drawn. Um, there was a couple of, like, really good panels in this. Um, uh, very minimal dialogue. There's, obviously, he's not talking to the wolves, but there's some internal there's thoughts a little, and stuff, but not much. Yeah, I feel like a little bit that. of the dis- the dialogue, not the dialogue, like, the the prose stuff is a little silly. It's uh, a little florid. There's very little. They call him, it, like, so. the, what do they call him, the wolf, wolf the, man or the wolf, wolf child? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think maybe the... the it reads a little fast, extremely fast. The Wolfish Man. Uh, I would have liked to seen to have seen maybe it expanded out a little bit more yeah. with all these extra pages in the back instead of all the sort of ephemera stuff that's in right. there. But uh, yeah, it's you know it's a it's a good start. I, how many issues is this thing? Six. six? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's setting up to go places. The promise of saber tooth in the next issue. Uh, so yeah, is and I, I think that's mostly what people want to see. They want to see yeah. how Wolverine became friends with Sabretooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when they got How married. How they became best buds. And when they got married and stuff. Yeah. They want to see that stuff. The um, origin of their relationship. I don't care about anything that ever happens to Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, but yeah, this is this is fine. Yeah, it's good. It's like, yeah. Uh, I think people are going to love it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Up next, we have The Saviors Number 1 by James Robinson and Jay Bone. Uh, I really enjoyed this. This was great. Yeah. Uh, so James Robinson has written a ton of stuff. Starman probably is most famous for. Yep. Uh, Jay Bone has drawn a bunch of stuff uh, like Marvel Adventures Wonder Woman. No, yeah. wait. Marvel <laughs> Adventures. Yeah, he Marvel Adventures Wonder Woman and DC Presents Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he drew uh, DC Nation Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, no, what does Jay Bone draw? Um, uh, he, Amelia Bedelia? He does. He does, <laughs> he does uh, oh, some man. of those Rocketeer Yeah, um, that's books. true. Um, he did draw the Wonder Woman animated comic or whatever, yeah. Wonder Woman Adventures. Yeah. Uh and he's done a bunch yeah, he's done a bunch. But um This is the first like uh not kid thing that he that I've seen him draw though. Yeah. And I, I think his art uh actually shines in this. It yeah. kind of reminds me almost of Darwin Cook sometimes. But uh yeah, so the Saviors is about this guy. A slacker stoner dude. Yeah, who uh it starts out and he's talking to a lizard, which I <laughs> thought was a pretty great beginning. <laughs> yep. Uh especially when you consider what this story ends up being about. But uh yeah, basically he's like a, a total stoner who works at a gas station. Um in a very small town in the like southwest, like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, nowhere, basically. yeah, yeah, like Arizona or something like yeah. that. <clears throat> um near an air force base, which is important. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So his name is Tomas. Tomas. Yep. And uh Basically, he's he's like the town idiot, yeah. <laughs> and but he what he ends up seeing is the sheriff of the town that he lives in talking to a lizard man, talking to a military like what looks like a general, yeah, who is some kind of lizard alien creature. And so basically, this issue is about him trying to convince his friend that 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 he saw a lizard man, 
And then um, nobody believes him because they're like, you're stoned all the time. You told me you were talking to a lizard just a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah. And, and he um, was talking to a lizard. And he was talking to a lizard. And then, um, yeah, and then it turns into kind of a chase comic. Uh, yeah. But the chase is really well done. Yeah, yeah. so great. And, uh, yeah, just the pacing of the whole comic was really good. Uh, I thought the setup was was fun. It was like him telling this lizard about his life was a really good way to yeah. to. to fit a bunch of backstory in there without it feeling like clunky yeah. and uh yeah it was the whole thing was kind of light and fun and it's just like it's just paced really well it, it reads a little fast but um but, but in great. a good way yeah i, yeah, I think intentionally yeah. yeah uh yeah a, a really great first issue and it's yeah, certainly I'm, intriguing yeah yeah i'm definitely excited to see where it goes yeah yeah it's great uh that is savior's number one uh it's really good uh, there's not a lot to say about but it's really really good yeah um all right what's up next are we going to talk about sinister dexter number one this is written by dan abnett who writes warhammer novels yep and uh <laughs> the art in this is by andy clark who usually does better art than this uh this is old oh this is 2001 Oh. This is from like 2000 AD. This is from the comic 2000 AD, which is about the future. This came out in 2001, <laughs> yeah. which is the past. <laughs> which is the past, and it takes place in a comic that took place one year before this comic takes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is, I guess, in the future. I didn't read this. Yeah, Nick didn't read it. Jared read it. This is about guys called gun sharks. Yep, who are basically hitmen. They're for just hitmen. Sort of. yeah. yeah, and uh, and this hitman. This is, I, I guess that that explains why this is broken up into two separate yeah, yeah. stories. So these are from two. Different issues of 2008. It was originally anthologized. Yeah. That's that's it. That's sure. sure. That works. That's a good uh, yeah. So, and uh, the first part of this is about these two guys, these two gun sharks, basically going to uh, shake down a uh, porn producer guy yep. mm-hmm. who owes a, a bunch of drug dealers a bunch of money. And uh, I thought that was the funner of the two yeah, stories. Yeah, that was great. Uh, it's, it has a lot of goofy porn stuff going yeah. on, a lot of porn jokes, a lot of definitely. porn puns. <laughs> and uh, Nick, don't say definitely. You just said you didn't read this. It definitely. <laughs> I, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could tell just from looking at it. Yeah. That's why I didn't read it. I looked at it and I was like, oh, this looks terrible. There are too many, too many terrible looking jokes happening. It is really goofy. Yeah, it's but then like, um, But then there's some funny stuff. One of the guys is like, a fan of one of the women who, yeah, who works was, there who's like, like the bodyguard and her name's Edna and she's like this huge like woman. Six foot six yeah. woman. Yeah. Um and I don't know, but but yeah, beyond that it was it felt very much like a two thousand AD thing. Yeah. The Lots of sex, one, a lot of violence. The second one was much more straightforward, like breaking into a fortress and trying to kill a guy. So. Yeah, and um yeah, it was like the second one was kind of more boring. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was just a straightforward, like, we're going to go kill somebody. So it was weird. So the stuff the stuff that maybe would be off-putting in the first one, like the really corny jokes and the really right. over-the-top sex and violence, is actually the stuff that made it more interesting. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I enjoyed that part a lot. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is something different. So uh, I'll be curious to see if this has, like, a bigger story to it Yeah, when they do more issues. But, uh, yeah, it seems like it's going to be just a series of vignettes, and it'll probably be a little hit and miss. Like the most of the 2080 ones, you know, they introduce characters and they start building up longer storylines over time. So we'll yeah, see. so we will see. All right, we just got uh, we got two more books this week. Uh, the first up is Midas Flesh number one. <clears throat> uh, this is by written by Ryan North with art by uh, Shelley Paraline. Th- these are uh, I hope I said her last name right, but uh, this is the same team that does the Adventure Time comic. Yep. Uh, Ryan North also oh, does sorry. dinosaur comics. Sorry, is this is the art in this by Braden Lamb? It's by both of them. Okay, Shelley and Braden. Um, and yeah, and so Midas Flesh 
is a really cool comic. It has a really cool concept, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to explain it right now. There, there's, there's a lot going on. Yeah, so there's a gr- there's a group of uh, people, uh, three people. There's a there two two <laughs> women people. There's a there's a guy, a, a girl, and a dinosaur. Yep, and. <laughs> Uh, I love that the girl's name is Fatima and everybody calls her Fatty. Fatty. It's like yeah. the best thing. <laughs> um, and they're they're basically looking for a world. You don't know why. You don't know if they need to they need to just move to a new world because theirs was destroyed or or what's going on. But it seems like there was a big war where they came from and some other stuff going on. Yeah, some backstory that'll probably get fleshed out a little bit. There's definitely some kind of federation out there. Yeah, so that's the kind of story that takes place in the future. And then there's another story that takes place in the past. <clears throat> and it is about uh, King Midas, right? Uh, who everybody knows the story of King Midas with the golden touch and everything he touches turns to gold. And then it ends up having negative effects. Very similar to Elsa in Frozen. Everything she touches <laughs> turns to ice. Right. And it this has is exactly effects. like Frozen. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally so, ripped it but off. instead of, you know, instead of just uh, freezing one village like in Frozen. <laughs> Midas's touch turns the whole world to gold. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so all of Earth. Yeah. So basically, in the future, they find Earth, which is now this golden planet, um, yeah. and and then in the past, we see kind of how that happened. And the um, the two stories are very separate from one each one another. But it yeah. seems like they're going to start to tie in a little bit That's more. I'm curious about it. Yeah. And uh, it was just. I, like everything about this, I loved. I thought the art was really good. It's it's very cartoony, so but it has its own yeah, its own style. It doesn't really look like anything I've seen before. No. Uh, the dialogue is is great. I think it's probably the best part about yeah. this book. The way that people talk to each other and this yeah. feels very natural and it has a really fantastic flow. Uh, it's very yeah. funny because Midas actually has kind of like a more modern. He says some more modern things. Yeah, yeah. Like he kind of talks like a hippie. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he calls like, people man a lot. That's yeah. my favorite part about it. like for being like this ancient mythological time. It makes it feel very real and natural. He's like and... my my daughter married. My daughter's all married dudes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, that's what I really liked about this yeah, book. Like uh, because you get the sense that like may, like the the Midas stuff. It's kind of in like not a very specific time. It's like very weird in a lot of ways because he's. He kind of has, like, a regular kitchen and stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, hey, uh, my name is uh, Midas. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, and so uh, the dialogue and the tone of this I thought were fantastic. I really enjoyed this first issue. It doesn't feel like anything I've ever read, which is, like, a huge compliment right. for me yeah. to, in my mind. Look at this coloring is amazing, too. Yeah. Yeah, the color. Pauline really colors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's just it's a really cool first issue and definitely worth checking out. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. Uh, all right. We have one more book this week. This is uh, a book that uh, came out a little while ago, but we uh, wanted to uh, read it to consider for best of the year, and it's yep. a really good book. So this is Sintatulo. This is by Cameron. S- okay. <laughs> uh, this is by Cameron Stewart, who I, I always can never remember. Is this the guy who drew Sea Guy? Yeah, he drew Sea yep. Guy. He okay. did a bunch of uh, Batman stuff. There you go. Yeah. And uh, Nick, and why don't you so. tell people what this is about? Uh, so, oh, where do I even start? It starts out yeah. being about this guy who keeps seeing this vision of, um, this beach and this tree, um, and, uh, it starts like seeping into different parts of his life and, um, his grandfather dies and he's trying to figure out like what happened to his grandfather. Um, and he sees this, this picture with like this woman that his grandfather is with and so, he starts trying to find this woman, and it leads him to like all sorts of crazy things. Um, he yeah, he follows her and this orly to like this underground club, and then things start getting weirder, weirder, and um, he starts being kind of pursued by people. Um, people like- start disappearing. 
Uh, he, he talks to people on video screens and uh, <laughs> some. I don't want to tell too yeah, much. Yeah, it's it's one of those like too much away kind of like thriller like noirish stories where like someone just pokes his nose in too far and just gets pulled deeper and deeper into an unraveling mystery and just. Unlike just, you know, like, oh, there's more going on behind the scenes. Like, it becomes weirder and weirder. He gets framed for killing cops. Yeah, like, um, it's... And so he's kind of on the run the whole time. Yeah, it's very um, <clears throat> it's very Hitchcockian in that's, a lot of ways. Yeah, there you go. Uh, like, if you think of, like, James Stewart in North by Northwest yep. or right. uh, The Man Who Knew Too Much, it is, like, about this guy who basically is is kind of an everyman. He's a little bit of a schlub, and yeah. he gets involved in, in uh, situations. He gets way over his head, and he gets he gets into this world that is just, like completely insane yeah um and and in that way it's also reminds me a lot of kafka especially stuff like the trial or the castle which are like about these kind of i don't know it's it's just the world he goes into is like kind of terrifying unreality yeah Yeah, it's like all the dark things that you don't know about behind the scenes yeah gets trapped in involved in the scene yeah it's very surreal it reminds me of some of the stuff weirdly in like flex mentalo yeah yeah like the weird underground club stuff that he goes into yeah but uh he keeps having these crazy you're not sure if they're dreams or not where he's like on this beach and at one point he's eating this thing that looks like some kind of like lovecraftian crab monster uh, that fish, shoots ooze jellfish. out yeah. yeah that that stuff reminded me of uh there's a an author named paul bowles who who wrote some weird sort of stuff where people get turned into lobsters and stuff oh like that and it reminded me of his stuff yeah um it's 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 a little cronenbergian at times yeah as well uh the whole thing it's 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 very disorienting. Yeah. Like the way the story is told, it kinda it kinda jumps around a little bit here and there, but in like You're never sure a, what's real. Yeah, in a way that's very intentional and, and is and just sort of you're never you can never quite settle in. Yeah. And it's 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 uh it creates a very nervous tension throughout the entire yeah, very book. effective. Yeah. Um and it's it's great. It's it's got great dark art like uh there's good use of uh it's black and white so there's good use of like shadows everywhere yeah it's not even like grayscales it's just all black and white yeah <clears throat> yeah, yeah good uh chiaroscuro that was called yeah, yeah there you go uh yeah <clears throat> yeah and it's like it it has a noirish feel and just watching this guy's life fall apart is is pretty intense and kind of seeing him kind of put stuff together it's like very satisfying yeah, it's a mystery of like what is actually going on when he starts stuff like, starts tying together yeah getting the upper hand maybe you like start rooting for him and it's like it's it's great um and, and the way it comes together at the end is is really cool yeah and we won't talk about that yeah no but it, <laughs> it, but it, yeah but everything it go, comes together nicely it's it's great yeah it's a really good book it's the kind of thing that you just like you know, in like one long sitting, you just yeah. sit down and read this thing, and it's it's awesome. And yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's captivating. Definitely, um, <laughs> I think our highest recommendation of the yeah. week. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I really like Midas Flesh a lot, but yeah. uh, this book is really, really amazing. Man, it'll definitely be on our best of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. We'll, it, we'll be talking about this uh, on our. I guess, but next of the year will be our next podcast, right? Maybe. Probably. We'll yeah. see. Well, we're, we're gonna have to do some. Uh, it, it might not be next week or the week after, but I think it'll still be our next podcast because <laughs> yeah. we need to catch up and read a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Yeah, happy yeah. holidays. Uh, happy some... end of year, possibly. When yeah. this goes up, it'll be Christmas or it'll be a day before Christmas? It'll be the day before Christmas. Um, then we won't be back for New Year. So. Yeah, so uh, happy New Year. we'll see you guys next year with our yeah. uh, with our Best of the Year podcast. Yep. Awesome. We'll see you later. as ever. Even in the shadows Baby, kiss me 
Kiss me. 